Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You're here with your host Georgia Garlic and Mark Garlic. And we are today talking to you about, um, I guess in general, uh, the reasonings why when you come to a professional for help, i.e. a coach or a nutritionist or a strength coach, um, why you need to listen. And I think it's something which it's not something that we don't deal with on a day-to-day basis uh, with both clients and also just answering questions in the general population. But we have seen it happen probably more times than it should. And sometimes you think, why are they doing that? But more often than not, we're going to talk about why you feel the need to either not listen to somebody that's given you professional advice on targets or uh, how you should do something or dramatically undereat, or think that you know better in a situation where your health is at play. So Mark can flesh this out a little bit as to what we try, we're trying to discuss in this because we think it's super important that people start to understand the reasons why we do things the way that we do as professionals. Um, I think... When it comes to wanting to see and make progress, people obviously want to do it as quickly as possible and see as much change as possible, even at the, uh, even sacrificing general adherence in the long term. So as fitness professionals, we understand that for you to see an impressive body transformation whether it's physically or mentally it needs to be done over a long consistent period of time it's not going to be achieved in six weeks or six months and we put things in place as having having no having known that obviously the main importance is consistency and and adherence in the long term so we generally tend to use higher targets just so that we can set a, a base and understand people's metabolic uh, rates and inputs and outputs and start to understand their lifestyles. But we t- there's a very consistent narrative of, oh, this is, these targets are too high, this is too much, food. I would say that and- there's, actually, there's a difference in that. I think... When people, we're going to talk, let's talk directly to those that have a lot of weight to lose, okay? If we were to talk about a general day-to-day life of somebody that has got a lot of body weight on them and they need to lose it for health reasons and also themselves, the likely is is that you you are doing probably all of these or a few of them. You are overeating, you're not moving enough, or you are moving enough, but you're overeating on a day-to-day basis, or maybe you're drinking a lot of alcohol, or all of these things that come into play, which makes you obviously be consuming a higher target in general to be at a larger or heavier body, body weight. Now, when you go and you're in that desperate need to change or you aren't happy with something, you then go and seek third party advice, which you or, uh, you know, somebody to help you, which obviously is exactly the way that you should be doing it. You should be seeking somebody that's a professional in these areas to be able to guide and, and coach you through this moment, which is really quite serious. But we've always known weight loss in in the industry to be something that is meant to be quick. 
And I have no idea why. Because at the end of the day, and I've seen it happen with clients that haven't listened to us, even though they still might coach with us, you know, um, I've seen it happen to those that have gone on their own journeys and I guess picked up targets or random numbers from places and started following them. At the end of the day, when data is not accurate or you cannot physically be consistent or adherent to certain numbers there is just zero understanding on what your metabolic output is or in the sense of energy in and energy out and so when you when people come on board with us and they say i need to lose weight which is pretty much i would say 90 percent of people come to us and say i need to lose weight we're looking at a number of things okay well, why is the person got weight on them to lose in the first place so that's not a judgment factor we've got to understand your environmental your lifestyle factors your relationships we've then got to understand what your uh, difficulties are and your obstacles and your hurdles and then we've got to weigh up okay well how many calories is this person do you think is consuming to have either be the body weight they are or uh, consistently maintain that body weight in which they want to change and so Mark obviously touched on the fact that usually we set higher targets, but I don't like looking at it like that because most of the time, if you matched up somebody's diet to what they said they were eating to actually how much they're eating, usually they're eating over the target of which we would have set them in the first place. So, I mean, I've recently consulted with numerous people and same with Mark who who will say, I, oh, I I follow... 1500 calories a day uh, yeah I do 10,000 steps yeah I go to the gym four times a week I just can't lose any weight and the first thing I guess you kind of say is well you're not <laughs> the reality is you're not and you know people always think that they're being adherent or tracking something they're not you can't guess this shit you just cannot guess it like I don't know if you would agree that like when mm -hmm. When an individual doesn't hold a lot of muscle mass and their body weight is much higher, you know, you are going to be overeating or you're just not moving enough. So Yeah, it is, it's, it's not a complicated scenario. It's one of the two uh, aspects of either inputs or outputs. And it is a very nuanced topic, but it can be boiled down to if you are carrying excess body fat, the reality is you are consuming more calories than you are burning. Mm. Now, that could be environmental. It could be uh, socioeconomic environment. It could be a whole bunch of things that you could we could spend a whole hour talking about. But the reality is it comes down to that balance. And when we set a target, we're not necessarily... Like, the assumption and the narrative that people are currently conversing with us, it's like we're, we're trying to work against them to yeah, a certain degree and be like, oh, no, we're just secretly going to set it, set out a target that you're going to just double in size and you're just going to get really overweight and we're going to, you know, make the whole process even worse. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And it's just this very low calorie, very fatty diet culture narrative that people are under the perception that they, you know, if you're a woman, you need to eat 1200 calories to 1600 calories. I don't think it's any different for men. I don't know. I think like I've, like I've nutritionally fucking matched men, male clients of ours where like 
they'll be eating 1700 calories a day and like they go to the gym five times a week and they're really active and they can't sustain or build any kind of muscle mass and these are the things that obviously you have to look at you know it comes down to the raw mathematics of one pound of body fat is 3500 calories and if you want to lose half a pound of body fat per week you need to be in a 500 calorie deficit but then people don't even understand what their calories are in the first place. And this is what I will bang on about till the, literally the day I die, is the fact that if you do not give somebody the time, like when people come to us, like and we're not the, the usual in this industry because we're actually professionals in it. We're not just like, I guess, some kind of influencer or mm. con artist to a degree. But, you know, you're used to seeing... No, actually, look, you're used to signing up to somebody mm. because you like what they look like or what they do. And then more enough, more likely than not, they then set you something which mimics their lifestyle because they're unable to understand yeah. other factors other than their own lifestyle. And that's how they've made their whole vibe. So if I'm in shape, you're in shape also. Mm-hmm. Now, the reality is they've not gone and said, you know what, let's take some further information here and let's talk, let's understand like why you're in the position that you're you are in they're setting you just a very generic target that target is 150 percent not correct for you no. and the reason i say this is because when you come to us you are a completely new person you're new you have no understanding yourself and we have no understanding of you until we get sure. to know you yeah. and if we can't figure out these baselines you are literally fucking yourself in the arse and i'm sure some people enjoy that but at the end of the day you are shortening your your lifespan of results within seconds because mm-hmm. if you don't what first of all i always say to people what is the bloody rush do you know what i mean okay so unless your goal is like right i've got to be in shape for uh, a movie in three months time which is very abnormal for most people the reality is is that your goal is lifelong you don't want to be yo-yoing you want to be able to get into a dress that you like you know what I mean and be able to stay in that dress year in year out without thinking fuck what have I done wrong and so when you come and you effectively shorten yourself so we say to you right I think you need to be eating 2,000 calories a day 2,100 calories a day because we think that that's your your from what you've given and what we've spoken about we think that this is your average maintenance range we want you to be as consistent and adherent as possible to those calories so that we can really match out what is going on in your body and how we're going to adjust those numbers for you to see the progress in which you want but what happens is then people go that's too many calories but number one (laughs) you're not qualified or professional enough to say that you don't know the ins and outs Mm. okay so you've just come to somebody to Mm. tell you that so you need to listen and the reality is is you're consuming more than that number in the first place absolutely like and i just i think time and time again i have consulted and this is somebody that used to be like very overweight i have consulted with women who have a huge amount of body weight with them same with mark Mm. and are sitting there saying that they only eat 1300 calories a day when we go and try and get them consistent on adhering to something, it's it's actually like eye-opening for them to see how much they actually are consuming yeah. in the sense of, oh, I didn't track that, I didn't track, I don't think I need to track that, I don't think I need to be, you know, adherent, you know, yeah. I don't think I need to do that. Well, the reality is you do because this actually helps you. It helps you. Yeah. 
be able to eat higher targets, be not feel restricted with food, to be able to understand yourself more, understand how much output you need to make a day. But but if you're eating more food on a day to day basis, with in regards to your to to you and as an individual, then you're able to expend more energy when you train which is going to help your body composition massively and this whole idea of well let me just drop my calories down to a really really low number and hope for the best when i when i strength train that i'm going to build muscle mass you're you're just having a negative impact on your overall body composition as your body reverts to breaking down protein for energy because it's it's far more efficient in breaking down proteins than it is breaking down carbohydrates to a certain degree. I think you especially know, in a deficit. Want, people always want like a like a, a body recomp. The reality is is not many people can body recomp and I'll be brutally. You have to with train you. so hard and it is possible and we've had a client this this month literally put on three kilos of muscle mass and gotten leaner and reduced his yeah, body but fat levels. I, I honestly but that also, really but, think that's a rare case. But because then I don't what was the main understand. driving factor when you saw his check-in forms? He was consistently pushing and training as hard as he physically could within those within those gym sessions. Okay, but I'm going to be honest with you. I think men have it a lot easier because they don't have the interruptions of things like hormonal changes. No, of course. Like, I'm just or saying. Or hormonal changes in general. And I it's think not about is, comparing it to genders. I'm just saying it's, it's about the underlying factor is there needs to be a level of, of, it, of intensity to facilitate the most amount of progress. And you're certainly not going to be doing that on a low-calorie diet. Yeah, but I'm talking here, like that specific person you're talking about was naturally quite lean anyway. Now, not just like they definitely achieved huge amounts and that's fantastic for them. But in the terms of somebody that's got body fat on them and mm. quite a lot of it, yeah. the reality is, is you're not holding that much muscle mass. No. And I no, just want to clear not. stuff up here because it does, I don't know what it is. Sometimes I think like, does this come across rude or like short or abrupt? For you to build muscle, you actually need to fucking do something. You actually need to train yeah. with a level of fucking intensity. You yeah. actually need to give a fuck. You actually need to be paying yeah. attention. You need to be giving all the environment factors. If not, you are not building muscle. And I am sorry to say this, but muscle is one of the hardest things to build. You can reveal muscle quite easily, or what we can say, joints, or an yeah. outline of a muscle mm. from just losing body fat. That does not mean yeah. you necessarily are holding. Like, and it was, and, and, and the people to blame for that narrative are is the fitness industry, because what would happen is you have a client that would come and you would do a weigh-in or your traditional thing, and then you'd see the scale weight going up. And the first thing uh, a, a person in the industry would do would cop out. Instead of addressing the the issues head-on, they would say, "Well, you've been strength training, so you've just put on muscle. So you're like, yeah, oh, I've like, just I've just put on two kilos of muscle in a week. And instead of being like, actually, you probably weren't adherent to the targets that I've set you, and having a really uncomfortable situation." We, how many like that is the 
source of the narrative. I think most people at the moment... So everyone just thinks that, oh, you know, I've just put on four kilos of muscle mass in two weeks. And it's like, no, that is definitely 100% But I would would say we we can blame the industry time and time again. But I also think that, like, people need to switch on to this as to how things actually work. And I think people are going in with, number one, you can't even adhere to one goal. Why have you set yourself three? You want a body recomp, build muscle and lose fucking fat. Okay, let's start at fucking phase one. Do you know what I mean? You want to, okay, you want to lose fat. Okay, we're going to complement this loss, you know, fat loss, with strength training or strength conditioning training or lifting weights, so that you don't end up looking like an empty sack. Okay, but does that mean you're still giving yourself the environment to be able to build muscle? No. No. Like, and this is what I want to say, and time and time again, I'm like, if you don't give yourself either a higher maintenance range consistently or a surplus and your training matches this is not just fucking going to the gym and lifting like one dumbbell and just thinking that's it I'm talking training to the intensity in which would match this that is when you're building muscle the reality is is that when you go and stick yourself in low calorie diets or I'll take an example you've lost a lot of body fat because of a low calorie diet maybe you have trained throughout that but because you've always been following a low calorie diet you've never given yourself the best environment to build muscle or ever you know that hasn't really been the focal point so when you go and get get to a point where you're like actually I want to have this toned physique and now I feel a bit empty you're just never giving yourself the right environment for it to happen and if you constantly eat down in the sense of your numbers Mm. or you're just not adhering to any numbers on a day-to-day basis consistently you cannot expect the results to match and I think you know I'm sick of the fact that our industry is entirely based off of either what I look like or you look like that somebody buys in to be like us or that people are so influenced by us. Like, you should be influenced by our what we know in the sense of how we can help you, not by... I know we need to look like we're fucking follow what we preach, do you know what I mean, yeah. in some degree. Yeah. But this is the only fucking job where you have to always look something and it is i'm going to say that's specific to training when it comes to nutrition i know multiple nutritionists that look like like yeah like nothing that you'd be like riding home about in the sense of art you know the more fitness industry Mm. but yet when it comes to like exercise for some reason you have to be that like shredded or like top off guns out fucking i'm in your face in a vest and if you're not then you're weak and you're fucking pathetic and you know nothing do you know what i mean when actually those that are the pinnacle of those shapes absolutely most of the time know nothing and are absolutely miserable because they've never followed any kind of dietary they're just very advice. consistent that's the reality of no, it no mark because most of them are all eating like yeah, those are the men who like, would be pump, pump, like pumping yeah. out fucking meal plans with like 1100 calories and good luck sucking yeah but they themselves uh, the 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 main marketing and driving factor for people signing up in the first place is because of what those people look like and the reality is those people those people are just dogmatic in their application regardless of whether the environment... Mm, I think there's some things that I would say... You know, there's a lot of genetics. I also find a lot of yes. eating disorders floating around yeah, here as I well. Guess, so but not... you've still got to be consistent with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you've got, you've got, to, got to, be to be super consistent with 
eating a calorie control diet or you know excessively exercising and the vast majority of it's driven by a narcissism b new people being on neurotic c insecurities you know list a whole bunch of negative aspects but the reality is is that there, there is a dogmatic level of consistency over a long because period you put of in a time room, like somebody like there's a guy in our gym who like i just don't even give a fuck but the um who legitimately is on the stair mark like he's this is what i mean so he's really lean and he's got a decent amount of muscle on his upper body okay i think his legs could do with some fucking work but he literally is religious on the stair mark. So he trains like yeah. three times a day or something hectic yeah. and like is clearly like fighting demons on the stairmaster, okay? And he'll go and he'll sweat for like hours on end just fucking pu- pumping the stairmaster. Yeah. That yeah. is like really ill, like in the head. You're like, you've got issues to deal with there, okay? But if you put him in the room with somebody that would had less muscle mass, yeah. was probably a strength and conditioning coach for a massive football team, um, probably looked just like your average, do you yeah. know what I mean? But probably yeah. knew quite a lot and said, which one of these two do you think it probably knows better? Or which one would you compliment first? It would yeah. 100% be the guy that's got so many demons that it's like actually worrying versus the guy yeah. that's probably just got quite a healthy lifestyle, yeah. balanced, knows his shit and just does his job on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I don't think it's a fair representation. And I think so many people like latched on to when I lost a huge amount of weight and it's like please don't well, choose it, I me guess for that to be, though because you know, to be to be fair it is very difficult and it's not very often that you see people that have been consistent in this industry because, because I listen to remember, myself if we <laughs> rewind <laughs> ourselves back to 2010 or like around that time somewhere around there you know everybody was clean eating everyone had an eating disorder you know in hindsight everyone's now marketing the fact that they had an eating disorder and they were this and they were that so back then the 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 the, the market is driven by fad dieting which it still is to a certain degree, but more so then. And everybody has set themselves out to being a certain narrative and has reversed on that completely, you know. Everybody shot to famous when they were doing their before and afters from when they were like 14 to... And they were all super shredded. And then now it's the complete opposite to where they were completely shredded and yo-yoed and... Yeah, you but know, the thing is, there's not a disorder. true representation that I can happily say that I really haven't changed that much. In no, the sense of not myself, but I haven't, I really didn't change that much. I think I was we aware. Under, because we do it so often and we're so, like, the, the just the level of consistency is just that in its own right is foreign to your average individual no but i don't i'm not going to sit here and toot my own fucking horn at all because i'm just not one of those people to do so but when you're sat there fat as fuck do you know what i mean as a girl nobody really has like much aspiration for you know nobody's really thinking wow this person's going to get anywhere do you know what i mean it like i'm being brutally honest here like fat as fuck everybody's judging you because of it like the reality is, is that I don't want to feel that way ever again. Do I not get feeling similar, like, even now? Yeah, of course. Like, I think it's just your mental yeah. capacity to deal with things. But I stayed true to what I could do and could manage, do you know what I mean? Pretty much the whole way through. And, yeah, I've probably fluctuated on and off and built a huge amount more muscle over the years and have consistently applied myself in that and yes I'm a fucking professional in the industry like I should be you know 
I should be where I am, do you know what I mean? Because I know a lot, you know, and that's also a thing. Like, if you know more, do better. That's what yeah. I always say. Like, yeah. if you know this shit, why are you not doing it? If you're being told this stuff by a professional, and a professional is not like your average person, do you know what I mean? That's just like, it's done like a couple of, like Red Pub Med once, do you know what I mean? And suddenly thinks they're a guru on gut health. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? I'm talking people that have actually dealt with people consistently, got results that have been sustained, enjoyed, maintained, yeah. adhered to. But True. when you go for that third party, like, I, I mean, I speak with this client, with clients regularly about this already, like at the moment. Like, it's stop shortchanging yourself on something that you think is going to happen because... Yeah. Who's going to have a more accurate outside of what's going to happen? We are, because we're more scientifically orientated than you are. And that's absolutely fucking fine. That's because it's our jobs. But if you're wanting the help and, you know, the direction to get that, that end goal you're so desperate for, which is normally to look good in yourself and feel good in yourself, then, you know why are you not listening and this is what i always say why do you not listen to the professional's advice and fight yeah. against it Literally. because you're in that desperate situation going oh god i don't know what to do i'm just going to short change myself oh, i'm just going to start following 1500 calories but i'm not going to do it properly and I, I'll, I'll just do it sporadically and oh no it didn't work so yeah. that's it that's that done do you know what i mean on to the next thing oh no i don't like that it doesn't work for me you know I mean? the reality is is that like science works for everybody we just need to stomach that <laughs> i mean and swallow the yeah. fact that you know when you have to go and track for a period of time and i say a period of time because it's not something that's long term 24 fucking 7 all the time but when yeah. you track for that period of time your eyes are wide fucking open at just like sometimes it's not nice it's like when your bank balance goes down you're like yeah. great you know what i mean like it's like so oh, is that all i'm left with great but then you start to realize that if you want to have those healthy organs inside of you, do you know what I mean? And the life where you're not super out of breath, just like walking to the bus. Or it's not only that, but it's things like fertility, libido, libido mental like, health. Mm. Uh, you know, the list is, is fairly endless uh, and goes on and on and on. Um, and it's just it's just very frustrating as, as coaches to experience this because at the... At the end of the day, we're not the people that are going to be drastically impacted by this. It's the person that is going to potentially self-sabotage themselves in what for what they assume to be the right thing in the short period, but then in the long term, obviously go through those things where they obviously can't sustain it, they yo-yo, and then they end up generally a lot worse off than when they first started in the first place. Also, it start it comes also can come down to when people put things off in the sense of starting things because they're like, okay, right, so I've got a birthday in oh, I think it's June the eighth. Yeah, it's June the eighth. Yeah, I can't start. No, I think it's just going to really throw me off. Like point one, nobody, if you want to have any kind of healthy aspect, you know, should be dragging one event or one dinner yeah, or one it's like thing one meal out through of a the fucking whole, whole month, like yeah. get a grip, like point one. It's like one you, meal out of the whole day, like you budget some calories around that one meal and you just get on with it. Or but you like, just fucking don't oh, budget birthday, calories and you I'm... enjoy it, but you've been adherent for the past seven weeks where yeah, you exactly. like, you know, you can afford to do that. But it's like, these a lot of people can't afford to do this and I, I hate to be brutally honest the way that I am now because I think this would have been different maybe four or five years ago but post-covid I have never spoken more with people about how overweight and uncomfortable they are now due to the fact that they 
their whole lifestyle yeah. changed. Yeah. And it's actually like we see this day in, day out with and our clients. Yeah, and it's not it's not small numbers that we're talking about. No. Like five kilos. We're talking about thirty, twenty. Twenty, you know, thirty, forty these kilos are, easy. These are, you know, depending on uh, like at the end of the day you can feel how you want to feel about certain narratives. If you're gaining large amounts of weight, excess weight over a given period of time, it is going to have a negative impact on your health. And if it comes on that quickly, and, probably even worse. You know, 30 slow... kilos, let alone, like if you're a little bit overweight and then you put on 30 kilos, that is a life-changing amount of weight with regards to the way that your hormones are fluctuating or going to fluctuate, how your uh, yeah. heart has to adapt to working harder you know there it's there's such a cassie and it's not like the vast majority of people i hate to admit it but like most people can't lose 30 kilos do you know what i mean no so, i lost 60 and i literally was like yeah that's that's a like 30 huge kilos is so is so much for you know it's such a huge amount for for your average individual so that weight gain has had a long-lasting impact on your mental and physical health. But I think health. it's changed people's psychology because it's that whole thing of they'll do this thing now, and I have been in this like this situation of denial. Like I can literally vividly remember it of being like, well, I've piled on literally thirty or forty kilos in body fat. Mm. It's nothing more than that. It's body fat. Oh, wait, I went for a run. Maybe I built some muscle. Lol, um, and. I'm sat there going, yeah, but I wouldn't want to be back down where I was. Do you know what I mean? It was unhealthy. And it's like, what? Do you know what I mean? I think and there's, point, there's context not, to that tell... statement, though, because, like, there's a lot of people that refer back to themselves and they, you know, talk about it like it was yesterday and it was in 2001. No, but I'm saying that, like, if you say you've gained, like, 40 kilos, 30 kilos in two or three years, that's yeah. a lot of body weight, okay? Yeah. And then you go and, because you're in denial, you don't want to really accept that it's really that bad, that you can't, uh, you then yeah, go and speak you. down at what you did used to weigh. I'm, yeah. I don't think weighing is, like, but it is, we're talking about body fat and body weight. It is one of those things well, that is Well, the reality is, is if you put on 30 kilos in two years, unless you're Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're on 600 milligrams of testosterone, injections I fucking wish you are it's body fat yeah it's okay. body fat but it's that denial oh no I, I couldn't get down to that because I actually think that that lowest weight I was yeah no that wasn't sustainable yeah. but the reality is, is it's not necessarily that it wasn't sustainable it was how your environment then influenced yeah. you to be the in the position mm -hmm. where you are there is so much and I say this to every woman that I've ever worked with in the sense of a large fat loss diet the fucking physical side is so piss easy. What you're going to get swallowed up by is the mental side. Yeah. And if you're not willing to brace this shit, and that's what yeah. we're talking about with self-reflection, or understanding what triggers you, understanding your environment, what's good for you and what's not, yeah. it is going to come back and bite you, yeah, like, really hard. Like, yeah, you know, anybody can be motivated for 12 weeks, do you know what I mean? Not even or six probably, months. Two or... months. It could be two years. Yeah, it could, it could be, be two, two years. years. It could yeah. be two years, it could be six months, it could be whatever. You know, anybody can have that motivation uh, and willpower to sustain certain things that are contrary to their environment and their lifestyle. But the reality is, is if you if you can't sustain it for the rest of your life, Georgia said, these are lifelong goals. It's not I'm going to start something and then give us see how it goes for the next six months. It's 
you start something and you continue to do that for the rest of your life. And I say that, that you know, actually I'd say that when it comes to nutrition, it's the same thing that I talk about a lot with people and is like what you what you eat on a day-to-day basis how we just stay alive so let's just take away all of the like scientific bits whether you lose you gain weight like what you eat on a day-to-day basis just how we stay alive do you know what i mean so it's not what diet am i on next or what should i change yeah. or whatever this is what you've got to do every single day of your fucking life if you just want to eat well and just yeah. fucking breathe and move your body in some normal way and i'm always against the ultimate shredded physique because i know that's an eating disorder i've worked with too many people to know that like and it is it's hiding all these emotions and insecurities and deflecting it do you know what i mean into you and you're putting into that work drive and just effectively beating yourself up mentally to be better and why are you not better or why are you not this lean and it's exactly the same as like so many people don't ever swallow their weight loss journey and what i mean by that it just seems quite I guess ironic is they don't say to themselves do you know what I've lost all this weight where I I did feel and look and you know behave very differently to how I am now but yet you don't do any of the mental work to be able to uncover that Mm -hmm. and and sometimes and I say majority of the time here unless you are really quite cutthroat with yourself and you're like do you know what I really am quite fat I've really eaten too many biscuits you fully just say to yourself you are the fucking problem you're going to sort it out that's quite few people you quite a few people but the other lot who tend to have gained weight due to emotional reasons or things have changed or whatever like you are holding like a lot of issues there. And I can tell you that because I went through years of therapy. You're holding a lot of issues to be in the position in which you are in. And sometimes I guess when you lose weight and you... you, uh, It's almost like that dissolves it, but it doesn't. Yeah, and then you kind of... Like most people, when you have a big goal and you work towards that and when you finish it, if you don't feel exactly... You know, if you don't have a profound change in perspective, you're like... Oh, I've lost weight, but I'm still I still feel shit about myself. Do you know what I mean? I was still buying like when I'd like lost like a huge amount of weight, I was still buying clothes that were like fucking like the extra larges or like the size 16, 18, you know what I mean? And they were like falling completely off of me. But I was still like, fuck, I'm like that. Like I'm yeah. still fat. And you know, it's it's one of these things where if I hadn't done the mental work, and I would say that hand on my heart, yeah. that I'm still really critical of never being back in that position on myself. It's not on anybody else. I'm really passionate about helping people get through this and actually understanding the full picture, not yeah. just the weight loss, you know. Yeah. I, I deal with it on a day-to-day basis with our clients. It's just saying to them, you need to put the work in mentally like yeah. because otherwise you're going to, as I always say, fuck yourself in the arse somehow, you know. And so I, I do think you've just got to, I guess, uncover like those times as to why do you feel like you need to go and buy clothes that are two times, you know, three times the size, you know what I mean? Is it because you, you know, I, I don't think it's normal, do you know what I mean? But I'm still really critical of myself, what other people would view me as, as like, because it's heightened due to our industry. Like, you know, like God forbid you shouldn't show something or other, you know what I mean? To, to, to be something. And, but, if you don't do that, I don't think many people are cutthroat with themselves. I think it's very, I've only no. met probably like a couple Some of women are, who are like quite I guess, jokes and they're just like, do you know what? I'm just really overweight. Well, I'm I guess obviously my biscuit eating, you some know? people, obviously when they seek 
our help or anybody's help, I guess that is a variation of addressing the problem. Whether you are cutthroat, that's a different conversation. No, I mean, like but some guess... people are cutthroat with themselves to be like, do you know what? I'm fat because I eat too much. Do you know what I mean? That that is like ten percent. Ninety percent of people can't. Yeah, don't want to really understand are. why they are the way that they are. Yeah. Because it's horrible. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, but once you've stomached yeah, it and you understand... Maybe, pe- maybe think- people are, are not are slightly embarrassed because, like, whenever I used to do consultations and still, not so much now, but uh, the face-to-face consult and nutritional consultations and people explain to you... Oh, yeah, of course. And also it depends, like, if you're a man and a woman and, like, and a man's... Then I have a, sal- a chicken salad and then I have, you know, chicken and rice for dinner. I'm like you're also seventy five percent body fat, so yeah, but that's incredibly judgmental. You wondered why they sat there not telling you the truth. No, I know that, but the reality there's also a, you know there's reality as well that you need to. No, take I think you know as I always say, like with when you manage somebody's nutritional intake, never ask them to be honest with you to start off with. Like, don't ask them like to write a food diary. They're gonna fucking lie. It's like it's I did it. Like no, just before obviously. my PT I know, session, I had to fill yeah, in my no, whole week. What did I eat? But Apples. that's the, that's what the, that's the whole point of what we're what we're talking about in the first place it's like you know addressing it in 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 that sort of way you, you're never going to get an honest answer so it's like pe- people being cutthroat with themselves is is very rare and i think like look, if you're by. like you've spoken to someone who's a professional you know what i mean and they're like right this is the strategy that's going to work going forward now i really appreciate that there's many people out there selling and fucking complete cuckoo to most people in whether it's fucking nutrition gut health supplements you name it there's people selling shit to you mm. and i appreciate that is now more than ever because of the amount of connections we have everywhere on social media or in the news or on email lists or whatever people are selling to you they're wanting you to buy into their methodology of some degree or another but i think if you're going to a professional for help like i guess you've got to differentiate between that person consulting with you you know what i mean and saying actually this strategy this is how it's going to work and i'm going to talk you through exactly why to somebody that's like okay so yeah you've definitely got a problem and i think the only answer for that is really if you you know you need to you need to get your bloods done to see what you're intolerant to do i mean like that's when you're like okay cool but is that gonna like get like my 40 kilos of body weight off me or is that just well me according to some people to it will though no but some people would say to you that it would what, like depend a DNA on test. Their, I can't yeah. eat that I can't well, eat carrots because my mum is boy would say that your that your gut your gut biome is misaligned that's why you can't lose weight and you've got to realign your gut biome before you can start losing yeah and weight. as i said cuckoo because at the end of the day gut health is like you know if yeah, you sleep but, bad your gut health's going to be off you so, eat shit but, diet your gut health's going to be off if you take a load of random shit you drink alcohol your gut health's all over the place if you're overweight your gut health's not great what gets better is when you're more consistent. If you're consistent with anything, you know what I mean? It's either going to go one way or the other way. You could yeah. be consistent of just overeating and you're piling a load of weight. Or you could just be consistent of being adherent to something and you'll probably see the progress you want. The reality is, is that people always think that like it's, it's aligned to a product or a meal plan or a this and a that. And it's yeah. like, it doesn't work like that. You've not shown me that you can be any I kind of adherent I guess there's also a certain narrative within... Uh, the industry currently where 
it kind of promotes people to not be consistent we you know i guess i don't want to say we're guilty of it but like what what happens when let's say for example you promote budgeting your calories for example so one day you have less or some the next day you have more you know what i mean that is a narrative that also gets pushed around the industry that some people literally take like okay well i'm gonna be i'm gonna eat 1500 calories monday to friday and then go absolutely bananas on the weekend but this is the problem is is that again essentially but that is the narrative the narrative that has been driven you know we've done posts on budgeting calories everyone's done that is to a certain degree evidence-based has done a post on budgeting calories so why is no, why, because why this is, is no, that, I don't agree with that because why is I agree that with not necessarily topics. the um, most progressive way of thinking about it? Well, no, because I think, with as I just said, you must understand more. You can't, like, fuck's sake, we really are just a generation of people that just read shit and believe it. Do you know what I mean? It's honestly worrying. Like, well, just, yeah, that's right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Oh, seek some more information. Yeah, that's right. No, that's wrong. I don't like that. It doesn't fit me. No, that's right. Do you know? And the reality is, is that there's so much context to this. Like, what do people want us to fucking put out there? Like, how, like, when you are adherent, you can do this shit if you are experienced enough which we've always relayed that when people ask me at the start like oh so I'm thinking like if I just like you know maybe I can just budget I'm like no because you've got no understanding of what you're following on a day-to-day basis as it is stop messing with the numbers and making the maths harder for yourself because what happens I find and again it's context if you learn more you'd understand more do you know what I mean like you can't take your body weight or your 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 health so fucking literally do you know what i mean like you've got to actually look at it and go well i'm not even tracking calories as it is do you know what i mean so why would this even be relevant to me it's not great move on the same with okay actually i do track my calories i'm not very consistent with it though maybe you shouldn't be taking on board budgeting calories if you're not very consistent overall so you if you're somebody what you're saying is there's obviously context and depending on your level of experience and application is when you can then start to manipulate that within within common Look, sense our jobs is about covering everything really in the sense of like health and well-being in general so the way that you move your body the way that you sit stand walk the way that you fucking feed yourself like that is our entire job okay mm. and so you've got to you've got to be able to um, help as many people as you can in a social platform sense, especially when you have tens of thousands of followers, okay? That There is difference between speaking directly at people or just trying to educate people overall. And I personally probably wouldn't really be going down the route now because I've seen how people's psychology works with information and like how they take it quite literally. And I probably would be more careful of how we would talk about like budgeting calories. Not to say that all of the information you put out is not listed exactly how your calories are set up, that you would need to be adherent and that budgeting calories doesn't mean like, I'm just going to guess, do you know what I mean? Because that's all just all over the place. Like budgeting calories means you're actually still counting them, do you know what I mean? You're still tracking those numbers. You're not just like aimlessly, okay, well, I've just guessed that. That's another 50 calories. That's 100. But, you know, at the end of the day, like if you're 
they're too it's too complex do you know what I mean like you've got to be able to give yourself that steady baseline to even be in the position for you to be manipulating these calories like just give yourself what your body should be having on a day-to-day basis before you start fucking with anything because that's just not setting up for any kind of mm. habit tracking now it does help when it comes to a socializing aspect. And we work with a number of working professionals who have busy work lives. So they're having to go out for work dinners. They don't want to look like they're on a fucking diet or something weird, do you know what I mean? And they want to be able to pick and choose. But their expectation then needs to be matched to what the process is going on here. And I always say this, is that if your expectation is to get that ultimate result that you're after, then you're going to have to sacrifice that shit. Especially if you've never gotten in that shape in the first place. Like, if you've never, like, achieved that level of peak physique, then what are why are your assumptions that you're not going to have to do something extraordinary to obtain that? Yeah, but I always say, like, what, what, like, what is the peak? Because the peak could be like 3% body no, fat, freezing no, cold. No, 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 that's not the peak, though. The, we've just discussed that that is not the peak. That is just everyone's misconception. Life. The peak for somebody is is depends on the context of that individual. Like, my peak is different to an, somebody else's peak. Do you know what I mean? It's different to somebody else's peak. But it's all relative in everyone's personal journey if you want to get in the best shape in your best shape being the most physically capable most muscular having the most optimal level of body fat feeling the most confident what and you've never achieved that result in the first place what makes you assume that you can have your cake and eat it and that you're not going to have to put in an extraordinary in context to your own abilities amount of effort and application and sacrifice but i actually think that when people set out a goal like being in the peak shape of their life they're not actually mimicking off themselves, they're mimicking off somebody else. I think they've seen a physique in which they like, and they try and mimic as close as they possibly can to be able to get that. So they're never even seeing it on themselves. They're seeing it on somebody else that lives a complete different lifestyle. So Maybe not peak, but I'm just saying like better, or more optimal, do you know what I mean? Being brutally honest, I had to sacrifice friend groups, numerous two years of my fucking life do you know what I mean it's like growing you know like a prime time of my life actually longer than that I fucking sacrificed do you know what I mean where I knuckled down and got this shit done do you know what I mean I built habits that have stayed with me till today do you know what I mean mm. I'm only in the position I am in today because I put in the fucking work for it and I'm so tired of so many people saying to me how did you get you know because I worked really fucking hard yeah. and you could do the same, but you're just lazy. And and I'm sorry, like, you know, if you are making excuses for yourself, like I got told when I'd gone, when I went to the doctors and I was pretty much like on the borderline of becoming diabetic, they said to me, you know, um, you could also have PCOS. If I had taken that quite literally, okay, Which I would have milked myself do. in my PCOS. 
PCOS life. Mm. I would have told myself it was too hard for me to lose weight. Yeah. Can't have any carbs. I'm insulin resistant. Yeah. I can't do any of that. And I would have made all the fucking excuses to why I couldn't make any progress. I didn't do that. I was like, actually, that's a fucking wake-up call. I don't want to be putting myself into medical shit here. Do you know what no. I mean? My whole family's medical on my mum's side. I don't want to be like on the surgery table or in there with tests every fucking month, injecting myself on a day-to-day basis. I don't want that, but I'm about to do it to myself if I don't do something about it. I'm not going to create any kind of excuse for it. And But did I lose like two years of my life lose no i gained like a fuck ton like i gained yeah, life it's all about perspective put, yeah and this is the thing like it is one of these things where it is perspective like at the time it's not nice i took myself to places where they were like institutions i took my place myself to so many places so i would be away from i guess trying to you know take myself away from the environment that wasn't progressing me to get me into the position where I was. And I just couldn't advise it more to people that you can't have your cake and eat it. I'm sorry. Like you can't go and expect that if you've got a huge amount of body weight on you, that you're desperate, like your health is declining and you're noticing it more and more. Or you just like, Oh, I'm just going to be, I'm going to four days this week. I'm going to be somewhat adherent. And then the other three days it's just whatever. Yeah, I like, it's it. just not it's just it's not going to happen that way especially if you've got lots of weight and excess amounts of body fat and dealing with numerous physical and mental uh, blocks it's just not going to happen and it just facilitates this narrative that we hear on a consistent basis that there's something wrong with me there's nothing oh wrong with you oh my god so you. much and that's just there talk is about nothing this. wrong with because you that's the re- well there might be but like up until <laughs> up until you know you've been diagnosed with a blood test or you've spoken to a professional it's not self-diagnosing yourself on on google and all this other nonsense the reality is is and and it's a very confrontational thing to to come to the realization that the vast majority of the time is it's just you yourself are the biggest issue and the biggest hurdle. But where, I also think you want to be careful as a professional you go You can to. just consistently make excuses. And that's, that's the, the, you know, everyone's got an excuse these days, whether it's, oh, it's my birthday. No, this, Mark, go it's to my birthday GP. this week, so I'm just not going to adhere to any targets whatsoever because I have one day do you know what I mean? So that's an excuse. Oh, I was sick. That's an excuse. Yeah, but, you know, there's you, within you, context. You can be but ill, but it's also that thing of no, like, what makes you that. feel better. But I think actually... Yeah. Oh, I feel sad. So today I'm, to not, GP, I'm not going would... to do anything about it. Do you know what I mean? I feel sad today, so I'm not going to uh, fulfill my self-care habits. And then what, like you said, what, what do you think is going to make you feel better? Yes, but this is where the love of the process can really be. If you've never discovered it, then obviously you're going to hate upon it. Just the same as like when you see people going to the gym, it's like, where are you fucking going? Like, I wanted to do a podcast on this. Like, people just rush through things and expect the result. You know, it's the same thing. But I think you've got to be very careful of what professionals you go to for this. Like, when you go to your... I went to a GP where they told me and handed me, they said, have you heard of these two diets? Fasting and keto. Off you go. Do you know what I mean? That's what they're yeah, doing. Because they've got I, no I, understanding I of dietary I know, or but it's the not... person's environment. 
and that's a problem yeah, but because then under, those excuses are put in but where it's under like, well, those, I can't follow keto so I can't lose any weight but if you're really not aware of how to lose weight but if that's the case then then what you're trying to say is that we're all destined well the vast majority of the general population is destined to just consistently get allow their health and their own physical and mental well-being to get worse because the narratives that are being given out to people are are reductive by nature. No, but this has been the fucking problem since the day but I was born. But how are we meant to get anywhere if we, if a, no, if a GP if a GP's they need to learn more, you. just like they had to do with menopause. Like half GPs had no idea what do menopause was. Do you think that if you sat down with the GP the and said to them, "I think you need to learn more," they would be open to that narrative? Would they I, just I be think like, that just as everything else <sighs> progresses in this, well, no, Mark, don't speak for everybody. I think no, a lot of people you. in the UK, and I can only talk for the UK alone because we live here currently. I would say that. A lot of GPs have taken, they've done a lot of more uh, courses and in-depth work with stuff like menopause, for example, which was not spoken about at all. And women of every middle age were going through complete traumatic times and nobody was hearing them. They were just finding other problems and nobody was going, actually, that's because you're menopausal. Let's talk about it. How can we help you? Here's some fucking hormones. Like, here's how we're going to help you. Yeah. That has only happened literally in the last like three years at max. That is, so I do believe just like everything progresses, mm. just like technology progresses or social media progresses or jobs progress, mm. that actually, yes, like we are a different population now than we were 50 years ago. Like, yeah, but you've got so. one, a doctor who says that calories aren't even a thing. So, and the only way that you can lose you don't weight go to is a by... Doctor. The problem is, is that people go to the doctor because they think they've got an issue. Jigging your gut biome. So, but, no, but... Do you know what I mean? But like, Mark, how there do you... are doctors like that, but I don't think, being honest with you, unless yeah. it's a nutritionist or a doctor in like physiology in the sense of somebody who knows how to move properly, yeah. I don't really believe that the doctor's the right person to go to when you have got a weight issue. Sure. It's like the last no, person I'd be going to. The problem is, is when you're overweight and you haven't done that whole fuck I'm fat, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're struggling to come to come to terms with it. All that happens is you you find that you've got a problem, that you have an issue that needs to mm. be fixed. And who do you go to when there's an issue where you don't feel well or you mm. don't have any energy? Mm. You go to the doctor. And I'm first of all, I don't really think we should be wasting the NHS's time on this. We should be having more professionals that are weight management fucking like mm. experts. Like, you know, I'm qualified enough to, to take on people from the NHS. Problem is, is that like you get past these people with minimal background, and it's like. Yeah, it's hard. It's a much harder demographic to work with mm. because you're never really, you're always in terms of this sort of medical sink to it. And I don't believe that you will have medical problems if you carry huge amounts of body weight for the whole of your life. But you don't necessarily have any medical problems if you address it. So why are we linking always medical and fat loss or weight loss, you know, together? Because I don't mm. believe that's two things that go hand in hand. Unless you are on the epitome of the scale. Like I'm talking like o- obese, clinically obese, yeah. on the verge of like needing a gastric band. There's yeah, no other way band, out. Yeah. Like that, that is... And that is not everybody. No. But if you see your life progressively and the quality of life decreasing due to your weight and how you move maybe you can't even pick the kids up you can't run after them you can't do any of that then you you might not have anything medically wrong with you at all you've just got body weight on you that might need to be lost or maintained you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but the 
the point of the matter is, is that it's not medical. You're not ill. Nobody's ill that's got fat on them. This is what I'm trying to say. Like, we've got body fat on us. I'm not yeah. ill. Do you know what I mean? In fact, we need body fat on us to sustain life. Yeah, just in, amount, in yeah. Just within balance, do you know what I mean? And within reason. But there is that thing. It's like, we're not ill because we're fat. Do you know what I mean? We're not ill. We might have mental things that trigger us doesn't mean that we're ill there's problems these can be easily addressed with the right people and i've always said this like there needs to be more people specialized in this that take the the weight away from people like the gps and stuff like that who might not be pushing them in the right direction or might be saying to you that you're insulin resistant you need to do all of this and you know for most people who are overweight and they're told certain things like this they have no idea what to do none it's like oh my god i've got this this and that your blood sugar's too high and i've got no idea what to do and i'll talk about this because one of my clients husbands who's a uh you could kind of describe as uh like a slim guy do you know what i mean not much muscle mass like you know so just an average guy you know what i mean no you wouldn't look at him and go oh you know you've got to lose some weight or you know he's just a slim guy okay? yeah just like a guy that go is has an office job yes and just work you know what yeah. i mean somebody likes to exercise bit of cycling do you know what i mean yeah. no, nothing that's you know you're not walking on stage but it's just fine do you know what yeah. I mean? so he is somebody who I guess my client had no idea was all going on, but he bought into a technically an app or a methodology which was all about and we let's just fucking throw it under the bus, do you know what I mean? Um, the Zoe app, okay, all about lowering blood glucose levels, <laughs> fucking low, lowering your blood fat, like all of this stuff yeah. where you're meant to track it on a device and you've got to take your blood sugar and it's all about your blood sugar. How do you react to what you've just eaten and the fact yeah. it spiked your glucose just like every fucking food does, okay? What's happened here is effectively it started a mental issue with my client's husband mm. because he's so obsessed. Remember, this guy's a financial analyst, okay? He's so obsessed with his getting his glucose level lower or lower blood, you know, fat levels or whatever, mm. that he's now started taking the weight loss injection, which is obviously a dump pick, which is effectively... It, it's... Lo it's... <sighs> God, this is for another day, but it's it's a it reduces it your reduces blood sugar your levels blood sugar. by yes. artificially stimulating your pancreas to produce more insulin. So it does what he wants to happen on his app when he tracks his budget. Yeah. So he started taking this. He's lost four pounds in a month, okay, which you could have done easily, probably within a week, or just having a poo. Do you know what I mean from doing like if you tracked anything like that? And now he's manically linked to the fact that. If his blood sugar is low enough and his glucose level is low enough and it's read the right way, that he's going to see his progress. And my client was like, it's almost started like an eating disorder because he's now manically obsessed with lowering these things and targets and all that. And the people that are running these apps have no understanding what it's doing to people below who are buying into it because it's actually having this horrific, like, disordered approach to... I can't do anything yeah, just it, in case. There's no I mean? accountability. And that was the same when everybody went on that clean eating wagon where, God forbid, you'd have a bread roll and everyone was eating cauliflower rice. And the reason why everyone was so shredded was everything had to be clean and sugar-free and 
you know, all this other oh, nonsense yeah, and all that did again, and all that did was just drive a demonization of food groups and and just and it's exactly the same thing by you know, but it's also the assumption that grandizing, you grandizing, you know, reducing your blood sugar levels, but then also strategically getting you to take the the measurements when they are always potentially going to be le- obscured levels for whatever reason. Do you know what I mean? And it's just because there's no accountability, and people are lo- like uh, that woman's husband who's now, you know, fixated and will do absolutely anything, whether over the counter or under the counter from unreputable websites just to manage his blood sugar levels, having absolutely zero understanding on what introducing androgynous things into your body to manipulate your hormones, you know, do you think Tim Spector gives a fuck? No, he's just sat, sat there laughing all the way to the bank, telling people that they need to eat metabolic muffins come on yeah but i mean it's the ridiculous is, is that this, tim Spector used to because be because he, do, he does not but he does he these people do not coach people hi how are you doing on a day-to-day basis it's just promoting an ideology that has no accountability to to the actual end user on a day-to-day basis this should not be allowed yet you know what I mean? so many people i know like but you hide behind yeah but they he hides but, but like much like you know we've had this conversation with both of our parents and and people of an older general well you need to have all the letters in front of your name because you need to blah 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 and th- this dude's just waltzed in he's He's cherry-picked, he's, a, he's a, uh, an epidemiologist. With, at, at the end of the day, if you just look at epidemiologists across any specter, one's telling you that vegetables is going to give you cancer and that you need to eat a carnivore diet. One's telling you that a ketogenic diet is the best thing since sliced bread and if you, you, know, you were to have a carbohydrate, you're going to get cancer. One epidemiologist is telling you to eat raw food and that if you cooked any food, it, you know, it's all these quacks that hide behind the fact that just because somebody has gone to university and got a degree doesn't mean that they have common sense. Yes, yeah, so little. And do you know what I mean? You package up like, a nice um, little box and you get Stephen... Book, do you know what I mean? Yeah, That's but you get start. Stephen Bartlett to prick his finger and make him feel good about himself and then he's going to give you two and a half million dollars. Because Stephen like, Bartlett's a multi-millionaire who has the lifestyle and the fucking availability to be feeling good most of the time do you know what I mean yeah, he can have a trainer he can fucking have all of this who bloody cool. knows but now you've been sold into it because this guy all he's done it hats off it's consistency of some degree no just, it does he's now got it, it's just worrying that the hands of it's like it's like apps like Noom like I'm not really now this is quite controversial I'm a little bit I'm not really against weight loss groups like Weight Watchers Slimming World. Now, I'll tell you why. Because they do have a level of accountability. Now, I know what Slimming World and their sins and stuff, it's, you know, it's too much restriction and some of it's inaccurate because obviously Mm. it's like smash bananas a sin and bananas not a sin and all of this stuff is a little bit confusing because it's a point system of some degree. Mm -hmm. But actually, most of these clubs or weight, weight loss clubs, actually do have you know what it was like fat fighters on little britain you know mm, what i mean when they all yeah. get together in a village hall but they do have that and that helps yeah and then they will go for a coffee to, after yeah they will have a biscuit yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Coffee and a cake but often. you're meeting people who are all on the same 
journey, most of the time when you have embarked on something like Weight Watchers or on Slimming World, you do have a lot of body weight to lose. That's the statistics. And they have changed their principles to match a little bit like calorie counting. They have have now. They literally like, please count your calories, but we're still going to put green and red foods. Do you know what I mean? But again, maybe that's the good way... I know it sounds really weird. Maybe that's the easiest way to educate people on food. Maybe we do need to separate them into categories as to what you should be eating on a daily basis for yourself, what you definitely can have, but you probably just need to moderate slightly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And actually, yeah, maybe that's so. the easiest yeah. way for people to learn nutrition. So I'm actually sure. not against sure. these clubs. I don't actually think. I do think that they did for a period of time, and I think still do, set quite low targets for these people. Sure. But they're not taking into account quite a lot of things that we would take into account as professionals, which would be energy output, how they strength train, what they weigh. And majority of the people that go to these clubs, and this is actually factually correct, are doing it literally just to lose weight. Now, I'm not for just losing weight because you end up like a sack with no muscle mass, but... It's just trying to get that body weight steadily down, shall I say. I guess it's also generational in the sense that the vast majority of people on Weight Watchers and Slimming Worlds, you would say that the demographic is generally a little bit older. That is Actually, ge- I disagree with that. Would you? Yeah, Slimming World, I'd say, is actually... And you can tell that, but there's so many... Like, well, I guess there has been a popular rise in strength training and stuff like that, and I feel like it is becoming a little bit more mainstream for you to kind of go to the gym and lift weights or do Pilates or yoga or something. On the journey with you of some degree and you can't necessarily afford having a personal coach or you know what I mean? I actually think that that level of community can bring people together on their weight journey. No, without a doubt. And it can really help. Now, do I know and literally know that the long-term effects of these clubs you know, in recent years, I wouldn't say the most recent years, but in the last 10 to 15 years, statistically, they have quite a low success rate on the maintenance of this fat loss. But I do think with the amount that we have now available and that they have got more experts on board, I have seen like that that they're going to give out more information probably around nutrition and how you maintain weight loss. And probably they are giving out some relevant information Mm. for people to do it now. But, you know, if you look at something like The Biggest Loser, like all those people that lost all that weight. But it was like... so extreme. And I think for some parts, weight, Slimming World and Weight Watchers is very extreme as well. You're taking people that were like doing 300 steps a day and making them run on treadmills and training them for like five hours and screaming at them and stuff like that. Removing them from the environment that got them into that position in the first place and... Do you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, if you just though. took anybody like, you know, those television, pro- like Bear Grylls or something, you take somebody, put them on a deserted island, they'll lose weight. It's not, it's not oh, rocket science. that fucking extreme. Do you know what I mean? No, but I'm just saying, it's just like if you took, so, if you take and remove somebody out of their environment altogether and place them in something completely foreign that you have control over, obviously they're going to lose weight. And but I don't think that's anything wrong with that. I actually no, think... No, not at all. Taking, sometimes your environment is such a fighting factor that you just physically just unable... No. Like, we, we've coached multiple people where, like, 
their environment is just never going to be no. optimal. Like, no. it's just and not optimal. And their lifestyle choices aren't either. But, like, oh, I need to lose 20 kilos, but, oh, I have to eat out four times no, a week. No, I'm not talking like that. I'm talking about those that I actually think their environment is, un- like, you know, their partner's oh, yeah, not their partner, fucking on board. Their, their family are feeding them. That, you know, that they don't have control over what's brought in the fridge. Or, you know, all of yeah. these things where environment does come into play. I actually think sometimes removing yourself from that seeing clarity and doing it in the best way yeah actually one of the best things you could probably do yeah but then how do you how do you address the environmental education when you go back to your environment but then it comes down to willpower though don't you think no it comes down to do you like what you fucking feel like right now or do you want to be back over being overweight but then what happens if you have somebody that tries to influence you as I said, stop being so fucking gullible. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Sure. Like, come on. You cannot read things literally these days. Like, we're also like anti-influencers posting like a beauty filter and it's like exactly the same for everybody's life. Do you know what I mean? It's all filtered to some degree on another. Yeah. It's all glorified. It all looks so much better than it actually fucking is, you know? Yeah. And working with people where you see that side of vulnerability you start to know do you know what I mean okay well actually that influencer life's really not that great do you know what I mean like it looks great but it's not necessarily what you want to be living on a day in day out and I think if you are somebody that gets easily influenced then (laughs) realise otherwise not many people can help you like I I, I don't think I find that we are a generation like God, God help the younger generation just I speak to so many people where it's like, I do you follow like... this person? I've seen this recipe. Have you done the work about her? I'm like, fucking hell, do you even know any one of these? Like, this is weird. It is weird that we're also like fantasized <sighs> by being influenced by others. Do you know how much money we somebody will say to you? Somebody will say to you, I don't have time to meal prep or do anything like that, but they spend eight hours on social media a day. Yeah, that's also... But also, I don't... It's one of these things that we're now, like, addicted to it. Like, our brains are so formed to it. It's like, you can't imagine without I think now it. now it's... Um, I was listening, uh, reading, uh, as I do, because I'm quite sad. I was reading a psychological uh, paper, scientific study based on the psychology of social media and its impact on men and their perceptions of relationships by constantly being fed overly sexualized image images on social media on a consistent basis and how it is having such a profound impact on society whether it's holding a relationship or finding value in your relationship finding value in your partner well like Emma, consistently my did just did like it's her. just it's just we we don't even know the impact it's having on us whether it's a conscious or subconscious by constantly downloading all this fictitious information on whether it's not it's, just that like women for example have now got like like porn and like only fans and like explicit like people mm. Do you yeah, know how many preach. people have said to me throughout, like me just even filming throughout my whole life, is like, like you're quite conservative in what you wear? Because I'm like, yeah, because I 
do you actually dress like that on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. Because I don't want to pick up fucking germs from like a rusty fucking gym. Do you know what I mean? All these cretins sweating all over the place. I'm just really comfortable wearing yeah. this. Do you know what I mean? Half the time I'm not very tanned. So like, why would I wear a sports mm. bra? I'll only wear a sports bra when I feel tanned. Do you know what I mean? Not pale and fucking it pasty is. in UK winter. Like, let's be realistic. Like wearing like bright pink in the gym. Like really? Like nobody does that. Yeah. But it is that whole thing of like women as well. Like we you know we always see these girls that are like doing really well like succeeding only fans some of them are absolutely gross like to every degree like in what they do but i'm talking about the beauty image of it and like the need for like fillers and like botox and like and i have botox so i'm not gonna fucking lie about this but do i would i have stuck i don't know like a lot of my clients had it. I train really hard, so my face is used quite a lot, and I talk a lot, obviously. And I, you know, so I did feel like I wanted just a little bit of a just, I guess, a little bit of a top up, a little bit of a refresh, and I love it. Stuffness. I don't do things because I'm influenced off it, but how many girls have done it? Like lip fillers, fucking dermal fillers, they come out looking like a clown, do you know what I mean? Then they've got it dissolved, and in the process, it's just become like this whole epitome of like what we're meant to look like. And now there's the opposite. It's like, oh, I'm not going to put a filter on me because I'm natural. Do you know what I mean? It's like, fuck, please do. Do you know what I mean? Nobody wants No, enough. but I guess it's, it's... You know what I mean? It's like opposites. It used to be like heavily edited, airbrushed, and now it's like, let's just be fucking real, which but is I guess great, that's, but it's I also not that, real. Though. It's I not real. That, no, but it's not real still. We're all still doing things. So nobody's really uploading the photo that they like. They're uploading the best of the bunch. The best I mean? of the worst to be to be rel- uh, relevant. Uh, uh, but for women in sex and stuff, like in relationships, like I'm very it's, much it's certain, like everything married, is over but... over over sexualized, even within the industry where you know if someone's doing a exercise tutorial but it's like you can see what they ate for breakfast and yeah, everything they, is yeah. completely over sexualized and it's having such a negative impact not on it's just the environment in general because there's expectations like there's, what you should be looking like what yeah, you should be doing yeah, why there's you're a lot of and something. it's just you know it's just really it's profound to see that uh, 50% of women the age of 30 in the Western world are not going to be married or have children. You Thank know, fucking from, God. Do you know what it's like you know? to have children and be married? <laughs> and that's, and, that, and there's like a, uh, a reduction and a degradation in relationships. But for, no, but now, are, actually, let's bring in the influence. Especially from, of, a ma- from a man's perspective, where, the, you know, the over sexualization of social media and the increase of availability of pornography and stuff is literally like frying men's brains. Oh, is it fried yours then? Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't, uh, I don't feel the need or the necessity to, to watch But like women's sexual side is like, you know, vibrators are now more of a thing than fucking ever. And I just still think it's something that I think it's great that we all finger bash ourselves. Do you know what I mean? But like, please, like yeah. now I'm just imagining shit. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't, like you can't say that sh- why do we need to know? I find it still a very private thing. I find it like sex between people. Because at the end of the day, it was sluts, it was also like, just being monetized by you know brands. They you do get paid for it. market research, and then they realize that certain people have a certain resonance with a certain demographic, and then they approach them and say, 
would you like 20 grand for you to just go on and say that you flick your bean with this uh, vibrator and what did no, they I all do? I genuinely don't believe yes, that. I genuinely believe please. some people are so empowered. The like, vast majority of them were like, I fucking sell advertising space for crumpets. Give me a vibrator, please. Yeah, but Mark, do you know what I mean? the point like, is, is the fact that some girls, women, I know, yeah, no, they are, and like, I'm not against them. I actually feel them, like most like, men cannot give a woman an orgasm. There we go. But the reality is, is that women should feel their like their sexual needs are fulfilled, and I would say that having looked into this and I've read stuff about like in the sense of how women, I guess feel sexually when they do pleasure themselves themselves do you know what i mean they feel great do you know what i mean and most of the time they've never experienced that with a man mm. there's a whole argument as to like if we carry on doing this is it going to take away no, from I a man's so. position in a relationship no but this is an honest conversation so. like if you're having well, a better fucking it. orgasm from your toys yeah. do you know what i mean why do, why do i need a man do you know what i mean and then you wonder well, it's not wondering. The reason why people are still single and fucking inept at the moment and hating their life due to it. Like, I've spent so... Like, loads of people I know are single at this age and they don't like it. They know the reasons why. They're like, how the fuck do I meet anybody? And I totally agree with this. You've either got the cretins on Tinder who are, like, the last of the bunch. That app's been running for too long. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know on Tinder it's a fucking go unless you're, like, the 1%. So then you've got Smash weird apps like happen where you people you follow people around just in the hope that maybe they'll turn around and see you. I don't know, that's weird. I mean, also, really weird. That's like a stalker. And then all this normal conversation, like men are obliterated for approaching a woman. Yeah. Women are too fucking up their own ass half the time. Now, I'm not saying that I haven't... Please don't take this in the sense of all of the sexual abuse and all that. I'm just saying in terms of the fact that we think that we're in, you know, why is that man not wolf whistled with me now? Do you know what I mean? Or all oh, you wolf whistles, you're a creep. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's I'm not for the way that women are treated in public. Like I've dealt with it firsthand. It makes you feel really uncomfortable. Like it really does. But any step a man takes now is like, oh no, that's wrong. Red flag. Red flag. No, the man's gonna rape you. Do you know what I mean? He's gonna rape you. The guys just come up and said, hey, like. You look, you look nice. really That's pretty. That's how you used yeah, to meet. Do you yeah, know what I mean? You used to, like my grandparents like met at, like shot. a Jewish social. Yeah. Like my grandpa, like Peter and Pam, they met at, like salsa dancing. Do you know what I mean? Nobody does that anymore because guess what? We're all on fucking TikTok. Do you know what I mean? We're all on TikTok. So where are we meant to be meeting people? There aren't the same local crowd who you know the cretins when you out go of the group. Out. You're like, if no, you're single, you go out to a bar or a nightclub. Yes, or... but what happens when a man approaches a woman in a nightclub? All creep. Do you know what I mean? So how do you? How are you meant to feel comfortable? You go there. You you say hello. It's nice to meet you. Before you shout to me, I would like to have a consensual conversation with you. Yeah, and then they go to do you. you a bit mind? weird. Do you know what I mean? Do you want to sign a form? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and then before you do any form of kissing or heavy petting, you get your documents squared away, and then you. But I also think that like men are incredibly vulnerable in these situations because now women know that like I men are meant they... to pay for shit. Do you know what I mean? And so this is where it's also gone wrong. Like, are you an escort or are you not? I don't even know. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it, 
a lot of women like will entice a guy. Like, to be honest with you, I've fucking done this. You know, when you don't have any money or like you just like you're just a bit of a cretin as a student or whatever, and like yeah. somebody chats you, you obviously want a free drink, but then obviously you really don't want to entertain, entertain the conversation. Oh, so you make shit. the guy fucking bankrupt buying oh. you a Red Bull and vodka, oh, and no. then you fucking turn your back and you're like, sorry, I've got a boyfriend. Dudes actually <laughs> buy you drinks. Fuck off, you prick. I had. Let's start on my Shame. single life. I feel really we? sad for, for men here. I feel obliged. But also, know. when would you... You said to me you'd never go up to a woman in a bar. Never. Yes, yeah, because you're socially retarded. joking. <laughs> but it's also, would you not feel... Look at you, girl, weird. You look at me what? in the eyes. You're like, oh, God. I'm a bit nervous now. <laughs> no, a woman approached me. It's pretty oh nervous. God, you have... I'm being honest. in relationships, like, all of your yeah, life. No, You've, yeah. like, not had, like... A real break, do you know what I mean? At all. Yeah, I have. You've literally jumped from one relationship to the next, don't Yeah. Realistically. Like, you told me you weren't really... Now, this could be complete bullshit. Yes. You weren't really, like, the one-night-stand kind of person. No, not really. Not really. I love this. Not really. Not really, But I think, like... You've always got to try before you buy, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you've always got to test the goods, make sure that they... They can withstand. Oh, I say your ex-girlfriends are worth. They can withstand the pressure. Withstand. Do you know what I mean? And this is why you get the you get the image. Withstand the pressure of what? <laughs> exactly. It's not that hard. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like do you know what I mean? Like, you speak about yourself. But like, this is also a problem. Actually, why okay. men? Men are too egotistical. Like, they really are. Yeah, Some yeah, men they are. Chat, you just go. <laughs> no, yeah, you're yeah, like, mate. What? What planet are you actually from? There's a guy in the gym that like smells so bad. Do you know what I mean? He always tries to talk to me. I'm like, until you've used a washing machine, please do not go yeah, in the proximity shot, yeah. of at least a hundred meters of me. And yeah. that's not me, but it's just because you smell horrible. Like, literally, mm. like... But I do think, you said to me, like, that all... You know, there's a load of 30-year-old single. I do think it's just impossible... Just mm. impossible to meet people properly. Now, I do think that most people then meet between, like, friend groups or... That's how it used to be. You know, you used to always have a common acquaintance where the people used to invite their friends and you invite your friends and... But now you know, it's changed, isn't it? It's yeah. all just online. If you're not online, then what are you doing? But yet all of these people online seem to be like fucking people over. Like, it's so client... difficult though, because I guess there's just the availability of, of no, I don't know, coming from Zimbabwe where you were like, you used to get stressed if your girlfriend or boyfriend broke up with you because you're like, the, the, oh, God, the, the pickings were state. slimming. Do you know, the pickings were slim. God, that's you know the I mean? worst way of looking at it. But that's, I'm just being honest with that's you. That's why you went to the UK, to go and pick up more chicks. Yeah, just... Wolf whistle Yeah, wolf whistle them in a van. All the British girls, nice and you easy. You can finger me in your fucking BMW. Nice and easy. Yeah, British girls are Do like slappers. Oh, I'm joking, I right. take that back. I'm actually holding <laughs> a screwdriver right now, which is about to go into your eye. No, I'm joking, I take that back. You know what? You just struck really lucky. In I did. Sense, to be I did. That's why I put I a ring on it. I just wish you'd understand that. Do you know what I mean? That's, That's why I married you. Secure the fucking bag. Do you That's know what I mean? why I married <laughs> you because I secure the inheritance. <laughs> I saw the, you know, how what the benefits financially. No, just how just... amazing you are, and just that you provide so much value. Oh, to... here we go. You go from all British girls are slappers to you're amazing. No, I'm only. I say that. You're because... bipolar. There's the one. Yeah, I, I am very happy. To be bipolar, I think that everybody is uh, 
neurologically challenged. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm joking. But like generally, British girls are on like the the common misconception is that they're pretty easy. The defence, the okay, defence. Okay, you're talking from your small little town of Zimbabwe, where you had three girls to choose from. But that's all that's the thing. Is, numerous times, I we never ended up did with that, number of STIs that you've never addressed until you've all moved to the UK and used the NHS system. Is that correct? Nice. Yeah. Or I is that the so. fact that you were all there wanking probably over British girls in Zimbabwe? I'm not sure. Wanking you know I mean? each other. Or were you wanking off people in the townships? I don't know. Like you tell me. What Don were you up to? Don Bashawa. That was. Yeah. This, Exactly, so you've got three Just girls to cycle people. around in Zimbabwe. Do you not think they're all slappers? Do you know what I mean? Oh, uh, there's a turn on that. Well, yeah, well, uh, there, yes. there were some girls that got passed around. Most of those girls were passed around at least four times between your friends, so don't even give not me that Not by me, shit. though. Obviously not, Mark, obviously, Mark's the well, angel. I've got high morals, and I don't like steering other people's Or maybe porridge. people just weren't interested in you. There yeah, you go. Yeah, that's probably more you like it. dipshit. I know it's because I was just too good for them. I that's didn't why have, uh, I wasn't picked. No, I just no, didn't look great no. as a teenager. No, I didn't. Actually. I literally like it. It's the same. But I yeah, do agree. It's like It's the easiest thing for a woman to do is to sexualise her. Like, really easy. Fuck. Like... If I'm not wearing a wedding ring, do you know what I mean? Get my tits out. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I'd probably be able to con quite a few people out of some money, I reckon, on a London Saturday night. Do you know what I mean? Easily. Yeah. A few bottles of champagne. Go to the right places. Mingle around. That's the problem, Mm -hmm. is it's so enticing to do for women that are single. You could also do it to a woman, though. You just got to go to... Or go for the very vulnerable ones. What's that that, uh, bar next to the Hollywood Arms in Chelsea? Starts with a B or a D. I'm getting the D. Um, um, you know which one I'm talking about. Oh, not the one that. It's where all the you get all the fuck the one divorced off the women. Yeah, you, know, you get all the divorced Chelsea women there. Yeah. Okay. Well, hundred percent. Like you dealt with a client who was like a princess of somewhere. Was yeah. she like a princess of somewhere? Like quite well. I don't know. And um. Did she like? She bought like a man, like a yeah. Fucking... She bought a guy a house, a house, house for like five million. And he was a weirdo. Yeah, and it's then a, he very, 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 very easy. You know, there are a lot of men and women that are both very vulnerable that are just looking for companions. But in I don't this think world. men are as vulnerable. I think a lot yeah, of men actually are. really they enjoy are. it. They are vulnerable as shit. Yeah, I know. I've spoken to men before who were like, I just don't feel any other value than like my wealth. Yeah, my life if you, no, yeah, no. But I feel yes. like you kind of think have to be it's the both, old both sides. But yeah, I'd say the, the the older you are, the more vulnerable you are because you. But just... then you know, if you spoke to like, so we've got a client who's divorced and she went on dating apps, like dating sites, all of that, like to try and find someone. And oh my god, it was like one cretin after the next, mm. and these men like tried so hard to like entwine themselves into her life. She like hate oh god we had like we were training her and there's like men screaming at her behind in the camera like fuck it was like really fucked her and she was scarred for life but it's generally (laughs) like that with men and the relationship between men and their partners personal trainer or personal trainers no, I think they were Always really weird. weird. And they were also like, Always oh, hi, we're now part weird. of the family. Yeah. It's like we've been on the, two you, days. Every time you were training a woman that had a partner that wasn't necessary, you know, you'd always turn up in the background in a in a robe or like with a shirt off or yeah, like with minimal sure clothing on. Just like... knows that I've got Just weird, man. Yeah, this is very strange where it's like, oh, there's so-and-so just with no clothes on. You're like, okay. 
Yes, oh, sorry, my husband's in the background. Yeah, um, um, yeah, but I weird. guess that's just a level of threat. Like, I don't know. Like, it's the same as, like, people always used to oh, say to me, demanding. like, were you ever concerned when Mark trained, like, really well-known, really, like, hot people? And it's like, yeah, of strut me. But even, even when... technically banged me as a client, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you just don't know if that behaviour is going to repeat itself. Yeah, but you're clearly far more, uh, far more attractive and desirable than. Um, than what? Than than, than everyone else? Well, yeah, obviously, because you're, you're the per- only person that I ever crossed the, you know, the metaphorical line with and gave you the full in-depth gave me the service. full fucking in-depth package. Yeah, yeah. Uh, long-term package. <laughs> the long-term. Get fingered for what you know. Oh my god, don't say that, Mark. You think that I'm with you for your fingers? Do you know what I mean? I wish you didn't bite your fucking nails the whole time. Better than that, than growing them. Yeah, no, that would be even weirder. Like long nails. But even when you were, you know, um, training people. No, but even even when you had Down syndrome. Um, But even when you were training people, the especially women, they would go and tell their better halves and they would. Contradict. Not all the time. Not no, all the there time. was only a couple. A couple they tend to be like more than, skinny more than. models whose like boyfriends were like jacked up with like some kind of steroid issue or like just angry. Do you know what I mean the whole time? Who like didn't didn't like for example like didn't want their girlfriend to ever grow legs like horse legs. Do you know what I mean? Like just yeah. eye toned. Do you know what I mean? They just wanted their girlfriend to be like look like she was malnourished that was literally um so like god forbid she should put on anyway mm. so that they couldn't fling her around in st bart's do you know what i mean <laughs> 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 um but no i think we've actually managed to like turn ourselves completely away from talking about what we'd come on here to talk about in the first place but i do think we've covered quite a lot i think in general yeah. things to take away from this podcast are if you're going to hire professional help I think, first of all, do your bloody research. Work out who's actually good at what before you then go and inquire or seek advice or guidance from people that might not help you. Point two, always seek third-party advice for any help that you need with your personal life. That is the reasons why we all have jobs and they run really well. And I think, third of all, when you do hire that help, just make sure you listen to them and you'll only know if something is right or completely and utterly mm. wrong either by the service in which they give you which is either dog shit or absolutely amazing or the progress in which you make you know long term or short term that's when you can make a rational mm. decision but if somebody's telling you something there are reasons behind it you yeah. know not everybody's out there for the lowest calorie diet or the nexus no. thing we're actually out there to help you overall yeah. so yeah that's the end of the podcast um mark's gonna go and hit on all the slappers in britain and we're gonna talk to the three girls that cycle down zimbabwe anyway uh <laughs> speak to you next time <laughs> bye bye